What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Jamoke Davis here with Chris Gehring and Zach Rosen, and joining us now, the newest Washington Wizard, number eight forward, Sam Decker. Thank you very much for spending some time with us. It's been a whirlwind for you to get traded to this team. First game at Indiana. Yeah. Roll it out there. Let's yeah. go, Sam. <laughs> well, How thank you. We're down thanks for having 25. me. Thanks for uh, yeah. the warm welcome. But, yeah, last night was a uh, tough loss. Indiana played well. But I think we have some good things to build off of. Um, saw some things that work for us. I just was trying to knock some rust off. I hadn't played in over a month. So, um it's good to be out there, kind of try to get gelled with the guys. The guys have been great, and um, I thought we had a chance to win that one last night. That was uh, We had a big comeback. That was, uh, I think, encouraging for us that we can uh, play at that high of level, and hopefully we can sustain that now. And uh, if you can just take us through, I know you were talking to some of the reporters, but, like, how crazy your schedule's been, and I know there's, like, an hour in there that you thought you were, like, going home to play for the Bucks, which – which was going to be awesome for you and your family and, you know, all the Wisconsin people rooting for you, but yeah, it's just been crazy. Yeah. Um, getting traded is never fun. As good of a situation as something could be, um, it's still never fun. Your heart sinks, stomach drops, uh, whatever you want to say that, that, you know, is, is your world gets turned upside down and, and you get caught. I went to the game, um, in Cleveland was going to go. I was going to be my first night suiting up and um, was looking forward to it. I was excited. And then I get a call and, you know, my GM calls me in in Cleveland, Kobe Altman, and tells me I've been traded. And he didn't have all the specifics. Um, you know, they are trying to do a rebuild there. I thought I was part of that rebuild. So I was, um, you know, to be blunt about it, I was pretty pissed off for a minute. Um, but, uh, you know, you got to understand this is – some things are bigger than you, and your life can always be removed. That's a part of this business. So, um, yeah, I haven't gotten much sleep. You know, from there, I got up early the next day. Um, we got about 5 o'clock, went to Washington, did my physical. The next day, woke up at 5 to meet the guys in Indiana and then uh, play my first game in over a month. And then we get home last night at 3. So I'm looking forward to a nap, getting some <laughs> sleep, and um, hopefully I don't wear down here. What about what about last night? I know we asked you this last night after the game too, but um, – before you came to the Wizards, what what kind of when you found out that you were finally coming here after all of that, what do you what did you know about this team that you liked? I mean, obviously, you're a guy who can who can stretch the floor, who can attack the rim, kind of athleticism. So, how did all that fit when you first thought about, all right, like I'm going to play with the Wizards? And yeah, these are the guys. Well, who are gonna be well my teammates. Uh, yeah. Well, once I figured out I was going to Washington, you know, with the third team. To finish your question earlier, uh, the, you know, the Wizards were the third team in it. And, mm-hmm. um, that I was getting dealt for a couple of pieces. Then you kind of go into the dissecting of the lineup and, um, you know, that you knew there were some guys, you know, hampered with a little bit of injury and, um, you guys have only been playing eight or nine in the rotation. So I knew there'd be some minutes there, you know, when I'm, when I'm healthy, when they deem I'm ready. Um, so, you know, I have, like you said, I'm the type of guy that can play multiple positions and do multiple things on the court. So, um, you know, when I'm in a right fit you know I, I can do some good things out there and like last night uh kind of just plugged me in i didn't really know what i was really doing but if you play hard play with energy you can kind of flow into anything and the guys were good about it um you know finding me in good spots and talking with me on defense and we were able to do some good things so hopefully that's a sign of things to come you know playing with that energy energy that pace and it becomes contagious so 
Um, and the guys have been great, like I said. You know, you hear all this media perception about things that are going on in the locker room. But the guys couldn't have been cooler. They've been really good at welcoming me and um, I've already built some good connections there. So hopefully we can uh, build on that and make it um, a strong, strong unit. So you, you play in your first game on the road. You come back here to our brand new performance center, MedStar Wizards Performance Center. Good point. Uh, what did you think about seeing the facility? What do you think of the courts, the locker room? And for a player who's not from here or in a new environment, there's even a barber chair outside the locker room. You need to get fresh cut. I know. I know. I uh, <laughs> It is something you think of. I, this morning, actually, during walkthrough, I was like, Man, he's gonna cut my hair out here. Uh, that's, that's, that's something. That's something you think of. Uh, good thing I just got a cut a couple of days ago, so uh, I'm good for a couple of weeks here. But yeah, no, the facility's beautiful. They said it just opened. They're actually still working through some kinks. They said, but um, uh, no, it's always nice to have some new facilities for for guys. You know, we put in so much time on our bodies and stuff. So for us to be able to use things like this to help our performance, uh, we got to use it to our advantage. So it's a beautiful place. Looking forward to walking around and just, you know, getting lost and figuring out yeah, different right. different ways to get to different places. And, um, you know, I obviously don't have a car here yet, so uh, yeah. we'll be walking around a lot. And it, it, But this is a great city to walk around. I'm a big history guy, so it's going to be fun to walk oh, around and, oh, and yeah. look at some stuff. And um, The city has a little this, bit of history. Yeah, a little bit of history. And someone, yeah. someone made a point to me earlier that said, it was like, they said, it's not too hard to get around. I was like, all right. And he said... Uh, just think about it, 200 years ago, it was ivory horses and buggies. So it's not, it, it can't be that hard. So. <laughs> that's, that's one way to put it. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Yeah, it I mean, we, yeah, we've lived here a long time having yeah. had cars. I mean, Jamoke, okay, you have a family, you need a car, but like otherwise, yeah. like yeah. it's it's easy. Yeah. Sam, I know that you played with Austin in LA, mm-hmm. Dwight uh, Houston. in Houston. Yep. You were drafted the same night as Kelly. Yep. So you kind of had those connections. Do you feel like the NBA is at a point? And I know it's it's only different now than it used to be because of like social media and maybe like people are more friendly now than they used to be because I know like some of the the old school journalists are always like oh they they don't go at each other they they're friends I don't like that but do you feel like it's just easy to build connections now? Absolutely, and like you said, the social social age has totally flipped that narrative. Um, not everyone, you know, not everyone's friendly. Uh, there's still guys that don't like each other in this league. Um, but at the same time, like you said with Kelly, um, I've never been on a team of Kelly, but I know Kelly may be the best on this team because mm-hmm. high school and college, we're yeah. going to camps every summer together. Um, you know, we're kind of building bonds there. We're playing each other in college. We're following each other on Instagram, following each other on Twitter, you know, seeing, you know, their highlights every night. You get to know these guys in ways that, they didn't in the 70s 80s 90s you know what i mean right. um you know like you said dwight and austin you know got to build relationships with them you know on former teams um thomas bryan a big 10 kid so you know you have a more knowledge of everybody uh coming in and you kind of know what they like know what kind of person they are already and so that makes things easier so i mean i don't think there's anything wrong with getting along with people uh we still compete <laughs> we, we you know we still compete very hard whether it's in practice or on the court against other teams uh, but like you said this day and age everyone's going to camps together everyone's working out together in the summer yeah. everyone wants to yeah. get each other better playing in you know the drew league all this type of thing um it just makes it easier for everyone to know each other so yeah that's yeah. why we have these relationships and having that like that 24 seven from the time that, like you said, like if there, if there are guys that are the same age, you can almost guarantee that they played each other in high school. They played each other like yes. on the AAU circuit, yeah. 
one way or another in college. Um, from like that age forward, how much how much does that help you? Just like you know, like I don't know the I don't know the best phrase, but like playing against the best all the time, mm. not only in your high school season or in your AAU season, but both. How does that help you get better from the time, you know, like the cumulative growth, I guess? Right, right. No, it's it's a great point because I went to um, I went to a small high school, so we went. I went to a private school uh, where my father was a coach, and um, we were the best team in our city. But you know, I think one of the best teams in the state. But we didn't play all the upper echelon teams, so I you know go on the AAU circuit and right. play against you know the best guys. You're playing against Andre Drummond every night, Kelly. Stanley Johnson, yep. um, you name it from my class. You know, we have guys we play every weekend that are, you know, top tier players. And so you're playing almost against, you know, I play against a guy in the league every night that I probably played in high school at one point. Right. Um, so that gets you ready for college and you play, you know, then five of those guys in college and then you get to the league and there's 12 of those guys on the team. So <laughs> um, it's all a process to get you ready for this point. And I think the AAU circuit um, has done such a good job of, you know, getting these guys ready. And we're seeing guys at ages now that are doing things that we haven't seen in the past. So the right. talent pool is getting um, even more rid- ridiculous uh, just because of, you know, how the game has evolved and it's really fun to watch. What's also fun to watch is this team trying to put things together in some sort of turmoil. You talked about being on the outside and and hearing the story, seeing the stories, but now you're on this team. How do you, do you even need or want to know to get to the bottom of the root of, of what's happening to figure out how you fit in, how you can help, or you just want to do what you can on the court? Because a lot of the things that this team is dealing with is some stuff off the court along with on the court. Yeah, um... I think I'm in a good situation where, you know, I wasn't here for anything before me. So I, you know, I'm not wrapped up in anything. You know, I have no um, preconceived notions of anybody. So I'm coming in here, you know, just trying to control what I control, keep my eyes forward and um, be a good teammate and play my game. I know that's a very cliche answer, but when you're getting moved around, that's all you can do. Um, you got to do your job. You got to show these guys you're ready to work, and then they'll respect you after that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've already seen that. You know, I've only had two practices with the guys, but you know, day one, they look at you, you know, a little sideways. They say what's up, you know, whatever, but they don't know you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to build that trust over time. Um, you got to build that trust. You know, cheering for them on the bench, uh, asking questions, um, just being there. You know, being present is is important to guys and you know i've been on teams where guys have gotten traded to us and you have to you know there's a feeling out process and uh so me right now is literally all i can do is ask questions try not to mess up and play really hard and uh, you do that good things will happen and um and like you said you said turmoil i haven't seen it uh, the guys have been awesome everyone's been getting along guys are laughing um we're trying to build each other up so uh yeah, I can't comment on that until I see it. And even if I do see something, I probably won't comment on it. So. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, that, that was a test question. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. And the reason he answered it well is because he went to a really good school. <laughs> so, right. Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. It's good to have another Badger here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we were very well uh, – we were taught how to answer questions. Yeah, that's, Ryan, right. so. that's right. Multiple that's Final true. Four runs. Yeah, Bo Ryan who – so you you were already graduated, but I covered the team what would have been your senior year. So my senior year, 
and Bo, I think I asked three questions my entire time because I was just <laughs> deathly afraid of him. Yeah. And then he obviously retired, so Greg Gard was a little more approachable. Yeah. But, should uh, you have been afraid of him? Like, should he have been afraid of uh, him? The, he's, he's got an aura about him. Yeah. Um, but he, a little Popovich. He in is him. the yes. He is <laughs> the king. Popovich. Yeah. He, he is the king of giving a five minute answer with no point. <laughs> he he. Someone will ask him a question, and he will go off on something. Yeah. And by the time he's done talking, the reporter will forget what he asked. Yeah. He's going to talk about what he wants. To exactly. Talk about. Yeah. So he's right. not going to get caught. He's not going to get got right. because he's just going to. He's just going <laughs> to run circles around these guys till they forgot what he even asked, yeah. and then they'll be laughing at the end of the question, and he'll be like, "You got what you want." And they're like, yeah, <laughs> sure. And I think walk, so. You know, that, and it's 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 funny. It's we laugh at him for it, but he's never gotten in trouble with the media because he knew how to yeah. do it. Yeah. But yeah, obviously you guys were very well media trained because of the final four runs and everything. Mm-hmm. How did that team kind of get you ready for the NBA? Cuz I know like it was so fun obviously mm-hmm. to follow, but you guys were like a true team, especially the team that went to the championship. Yeah, um well playing with good players um definitely helps. You know, our competition level in practice was ridiculous because we had so many good players on those teams. Um but we held ourselves to a high standard. We knew what we wanted to do. Uh, we knew what we wanted to uh, achieve together. And but we knew there's going to be you know spotlight and criticism with that, and we were okay with that. We just leaned on each other. Um, you know, when you're led by you know player of the year Frank, uh, who's in Charlotte, and uh, you know I was trying to be his sidekick and do what I can to help him out, and we did some good things together. But yeah, in you know playing in the Big Ten. Um, a lot of pros in that league when we were there. Played against you know North Carolinas every year, Arizonas every year, Kentuckys every year, Dukes every year. Um, you know we were on the big stage a lot, but we loved it, and that was you know what we embraced, and that got us ready for the league. To where I remember <laughs> my first time in Houston, we had a sellout. We were national. No, we were national TV. Uh, one of our first my rookie year, and someone was like, "You ready? You ready to go? We're on national TV tonight." And I was like, "Yeah." And like <laughs> we were like it's gonna be first national national game, man. I was like, we literally played on ESPN yeah. every game or CBS yeah. every game my last two years at school. I, it didn't really, you know, not not everyone gets that college experience. It's so, so true. It, it was, yeah. I mean, guys get, you know, from the time they're in high school now. I mean, we talk about like, we have a couple guys of our own, like John and yeah. you know Brad. The attention that you guys get, and this is just gonna keep growing for yeah. the ages after you, is like. Playing in like in the, in the NCAA tournament when you get to the Final Four, mm-hmm. you're playing in front of more fans than we ever had. Than you'll ever, than you'll yeah. ever play again. When we played in front uh, of the at NBA, AT&T it's like fifty thousand, seventy thousand. Well, when people. we played AT&T Stadium in uh, Dallas or yeah. Arlington, yeah, um, right. That was the most people at a basketball game ever. Yeah, and I think yeah. we had seventy nine thousand yeah. at a game. And the media, you said media training from those Final Fours, you don't realize how exhausting it is that week in the Final. Four. You get there on a Tuesday, right. you have media all Wednesday practice media all thursday practice media all friday practice and then your game saturday monday so yeah. you're you are exhausted by the time you're playing your first game just because you're at you're on your feet for four hours a day and you're practicing in front of thousands of people yes, right yes i mean you're practicing in the stadium yes and they're open like, yeah so parts people, of them people can just walk in and right. watch your team get ready to play against Duke. It's like, that's like, right. Where, what world am I in? Yeah, it's totally <laughs> playing bizarre. on an elevated floor, shooting in this yeah. cathedral of a stadium. It's, uh, but 
it, it was fun at the same time. You got to embrace it and, and have fun with it. There's a twinkle in your eye talking about that time yeah. in your life and, and playing in the Final Four. What games do you remember most in the NBA that had that same really feeling for you? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of cool games. Um, I, you know, I can take it all the way back to you know, my Houston days. You know, when I was playing in Houston, um, I mean, we had a game at Gold State. You know, I went to double overtime. It was a TNT game. Um, you know, I played like 40 minutes the game. We won the game at Golden State. They're the top dogs. You know, that was one that I love playing at Oracle. Um, I had a game in Memphis for my second year. I had 30 where I was, you know, felt like I was on top of the world. Um, I broke, you know, I broke my hand at the end of that year and came back in the conference semifinals against the Spurs and um, hit my first shot, hit my first three coming in. And I was like, you know, my hand was still swollen and broke. And, <laughs> Um, but yeah, there, you know, there's, there's just, there's so many that you look back on and you can like nowadays in the digital age, you can look it up and yeah, be like, always, yeah, yeah, this game was fun. Man. And there's yeah. games that I've had so much fun being a part of that. I didn't play well. You know, there's, there's games over the last you know four years that maybe had six points and three rebounds, but they were some of the most fun games. Cause you're, you know, guarding, you know, LeBron or you're yeah. guarding Kevin Durant and yeah, yeah. you're playing well. You're just not, you know in the box score that much but uh mm-hmm. so yeah you know playing in the nba is amazing every night you know going out in front of these people and doing what you love you know it's stressful being traded stressful being on the move but you know still be in the league still be playing every night and you know earning minutes that's fun and yeah. it's all i wanted to do when i was younger and so uh, i can't complain too much you know it's life is pretty good regardless of being on the move and the museums uh, are free the zoo's free here right Right, I like yeah, that, and I can walk. Of, uh, what is it? What do they call it? The mall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm gonna go walk the dog down there. And yeah, yeah. Check all that Coach out. That's be cool. Coach yeah. Brooks walks the mall all the time. He yeah. does. Really, yeah. he really. Does. My my dad's never been here, so he's excited to see it. So yeah. it's it's gonna be cool. We're gonna make the best of it, and we're gonna hopefully win some games and make a playoff run. We have a playoff team, and yeah. that's what we have to understand. We know um, it's just a matter of doing 48 minutes every night and yeah. making a run. I looked sure. it up on a schedule. Unfortunately, uh, the Wizards will be in London when the Badgers play at Maryland. Oh, really? Because oh, you yeah? are in Big Ten country now. But London, London is cool. Yeah. I don't country. call it Big Ten country. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah. to all my Terps what? fans. My yeah, 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 yeah. I was in Big Ten country in Cleveland. No, I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Let's stop there real quick. <laughs> Big Ten country was like Cleveland where it was yeah. like Ohio State. Or Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah U of M. But um, to this day, any Maryland <laughs> fan will never not bring up the fact that they're not in the ACC. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, it's well, just weird. Yeah, and look at what's happened when, since Maryland and Rutgers has joined the league. Yeah. So, but yeah. I did lose Maryland my junior year. They were really good. That you know, they year. stormed the court. Yeah, they stormed were the court. ranked fourteen. I think, like, I, think, I think I got stormed. I think every loss for the last two years. Wow. <laughs> <the> Rutgers. Kaminsky <laughs> uh, got hurt against Rutgers, and they was just and like Trey a, Jackson. Yeah, it was just like know, a, a we had some hard games. game. Yeah. Storm the court because they have nothing better to do. <laughs> IU, we lost that IU. Storm the court, lost it. <laughs> what yeah, do you do when the storm the court? You just like hold up? Are you protecting um, yourself? Yeah, that's like a very rare moment. Not a lot yeah. of people get to experience. No, it's that. um. Usually the security's pretty good about it. They'll run and grab you. Then they usually put up a rope that you can walk out. Um, I've gotten caught in the middle of middle of one. Uh, most times the kids are cool because they'll just run by. But I 
One time I had a kid get in my face and I got real mad. I think it was at Maryland. Oh, and a kid got in my face. I was so close to doing something. And someone saw the look in my eyes. And, <laughs> and I, I thank God I didn't do anything. Um, but I've also been on the other end of storming courts. And we, in my, my freshman year, we beat uh, Michigan. They were number two at the time. We had a half court shot. That was unbelievable. But uh, we, we stormed the court. That was like a, a 12 in the afternoon. Unreal. It was like a noon game. So the kids are, you know, very drunk already Dude. and it stormed the court and that was amazing they lifted me up and me it was, it was, so i've been on both ends and they're they're fun they're yeah. fun. i wish i was in the nba a little bit yeah. it used to be yeah, yeah. It used to be. that's true remember those, yeah. you ever watch those clips in the, like the boston garden guy has a shot and yeah. just everyone just yeah. runs people just yeah. run on. yeah well, bring gonna, it back baseball too yeah, yeah. yeah. i was gonna say so yeah, we play the celtics it. tomorrow right yeah did you ever watch the the seven game series a few years ago wizard celtics um yeah um because I think there are a few moments in that series I thought the fans were going to rush the, the yeah. court. Yeah, because that was that that was the year when um, Kelly on Kelly. Yeah, Kelly that on was, Kelly. Uh, John Wall hit the game winner. John Wall, yeah. Jan um, Mahimi and Jonas Jerebko got yeah. into it. Yeah. That was so a that good was, one. Yeah. yeah, that was a testy series. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I remember watching because we were – because I was in the playoffs as well in Houston, right. so we were watching and uh, – that was an awesome, awesome series. You know, playoff basketball is something else. And that was just a, more of a war of attrition. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know how the bad blood still is. I don't know. Uh, yeah. We'll see tomorrow. The Celtics don't have as many players left. but Yeah, yeah, I, IT's I gone. Helps. All those guys are gone. Yeah, so. there's been some turnover. And now that but... Marcus and Keith are, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, bro. As soon as Marcus went to the Celtics, you're like, oh, there goes the rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're yeah. so close. It's right. Like, Beal yeah. and Tatum. Beal and Tatum. Like, it makes also, it all nice. Kyrie and John are. same high school. Yeah. Kyrie and John are close. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not as, yeah. but it's still fun. Whenever I feel like it doesn't matter. The fans get into it though. Yeah, it's just yeah. a great. That's exactly. It. Last year yeah. we had four great games with them, so hundred percent. It'll yeah. be fun for sure. Right, I'm excited. We, we we played Boston last week. Oh yeah, uh, right. with Cleveland. So I just saw those guys. They're playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, Six in a row. Yeah, I think we were the start of that. So um, hopefully we can end that now. Yeah. Be on the bookend of it. Last question: Who's the next Packers head coach? Ooh. Ooh, I don't know. Um, you lost to the Washington <laughs> NFL team too, unfortunately. Yeah, it was, there. It was bad. Yeah, that was a tough one. I think it's funny. I was looking at you know their schedule. Someone put up a tweet like that was one of their only like actual. Okay, they lost this game. You know yeah. they had they've had games they lost missed five field goals. They had games where you know roughing the <laughs> passer penalties. They had you know they like they've had these fluke losses and they haven't played well. I'll I'll give them that. But um, it's been a long year for Packer fans. But uh. I don't know. I, I've been hearing, you know, Josh McDaniels, Lincoln Riley, yeah. um, Bruce Arians, you know, all these guys, you know, the one thing they have in common, they're these quarterback whispers. So, yeah. um, right. You can't take Lincoln Riley because I need him to coach Baker. And coach. <laughs> yeah. So, Browns fan. Yeah, I've He's asked, I, you know, Baker, I don't think Baker knows who's next coach is going to be. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you yeah. know, those guys, I got to meet a lot of those guys, uh, build some relationships with those guys in, in Cleveland and they're, they're building something good there. Uh, yeah. They're winning some games. So, uh, no, I keep up with my football, baseball, yeah. everything. So, I'm a yeah, sports fan. fan. Yeah, I'm a sports, another one of those. sports fan at heart. So um, Tell them where I was. Jamoke over here. <laughs> did we talk about this on the last podcast? We didn't. Jamoke oh, we did a little bit. sends me a picture of Christian Yelich last week, and he goes, do you know this guy? He plays for the Brewers. He's sitting at my wedding table. <laughs> yeah, he's only the MVP. Go, well, yeah, he's only the NL MVP. And honestly, <laughs> yeah. the GOAT Yelly's right a great, now. Yelly's, so. Yelly's a, is a great guy. He was one of the guys that hit me up 
being very upset about me not going to Milwaukee. He was Ooh, he was like, whoa. man, I could have got my jump shot better, yeah. all this stuff. And um, no, Yelly's a great guy, uh, and they're doing uh, some good things in Milwaukee with that team, building some cool yeah, things. So there's fun. a lot to be excited. Yeah. The buzz in, in Milwaukee's actually very very big right now with the Bucks and the, and the yeah. Brewers. Um, have you ever gone down the slide? No, I haven't. I haven't. I did. Yeah. Last month. My yeah, sister. Yeah, my it. sister used to work for the Brewers, and she said it's actually kind of oh, scary. It is yeah, very yeah, scary. Really? I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Because well, yeah. you kind of tip. Yeah. Over. There's a little bit of a hump at the top, and you're oh, already wow. very high up in the air. Yeah. yeah. Bernie, he's a really proud guy. Yeah. And yeah. he's doing. And he's doing it Brave. in a basket outfit, so he's sliding yeah. down yeah. that thing. Yeah. So it's reckless. Well, yeah. Uh, sports fan at heart, but right now it's trying to. Win some games for the Wizards. Well, so we wish you the best. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, WizKids, make sure you cheer on Sam Decker. His first home game as a Washington Wizards Capital One Arena tomorrow night. It'll be fun. Let's go. Uh, wish you the best. Thanks, thanks for joining us thanks on the podcast. Me, Ciao thanks for now, everybody. Me.